This podcast presentation was brought to you by Blackledge Emulsions. Whether you're going to mentor a person or two, or you decide to help with a magic camp, your life will be fuller when you're giving back a bit. And if you're giving back to women, you are exponentially increasing the value of what you are giving back. Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Where We Belong. I'm Natasha Zibko, one of the founding members of Women of Asphalt. In this episode, we're focusing on women in leadership positions within departments of transportation. And this morning, I have the distinct honor of being joined by Julie Lorenz, the Secretary of Transportation for the state of Kansas. Secretary Lorenz, thank you so much for taking time to meet with me this morning here in Topeka. I am glad to be here. Thank you. Let's jump right into it. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the Secretary of Transportation for KDOT? Sure. So a couple of quick notes. I've had the good fortune across my career to bounce in and out of public and private sector. And I think that has very much contributed to my view both of a role of a CEO as well as the role of transportation. So when I talk, I often talk about the importance, I think, of having public sector principles and private sector urgency. The private sector does things in a very time-constrained, time-focused sort of way. The public sector does many things that the private sector couldn't, shouldn't, and wouldn't do. And when you can marry up those two things, you have a powerful opportunity to really impact people's lives. You do. Yeah, you, you absolutely do. How long have you been in this role now? I started on January 14th. So you're in your freshman year. Yeah, I am in my freshman year, but it's my second tour of duty at KDOT. So previously I served as the Director of Public Affairs and Special Assistant to the Secretary, which is sort of like Chief of Staff in in other Mm -hmm. lingo. I am very familiar with KDOT and obviously with the state. You were with KDOT for? From 2003 to 2011, and under that administration, I worked for Deb Miller, a really well-known CEO across the nation at that time. We were able to construct what was called the T-Works program. It's the funding program for the state of Kansas. Unfortunately, it wasn't fully funded, but we're getting back on track now under this governor. Oh, good. Fantastic. When you were in that role before, was this even on your radar, becoming Secretary of Transportation, when you were here the first time? You know, was this... I think it's It's generally an aspiration for lots of folks in transportation. There are 50 of these jobs. Many people hold this aspiration, but lots of things have to line up. In addition to being qualified, you have to align with your governor. And are you on the same page? And are you trying to accomplish the same sorts of things on behalf of your citizenry? So even if you're qualified, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the job. True. That's true. So it's yeah. I, that's pretty exciting to me, and I can tell you a quick story. Yeah. In my interview with then Governor Elect Kelly, she said at the end of the conversation, "Like why transportation of yeah. all the things?" And I said, "Because transportation isn't about just roads and bridges. I mean, that seems obvious. That that's the means to the end. Transportation is really we are in the people business. Mm-hmm. We are all about." trying to help people live their lives the way they want to, travel the way they want to with as much choice as we can afford to provide, right? Also about moving goods at the lowest cost possible so that we can be competitive, not just within the United States, but across the world. And as you look to the future, we're also providers, we're transporters of data and information. And those are very central things to the way people want to live their lives. 
They are. I think generally when people think of transportation, they do just think of roads and bridges and that's it. And they forget how much is behind the curtain. There's just so much more to it than right, right. that. And when you think more of, robust. And when you think of transit and you think of aviation and bike and pedestrian opportunities and ports, there's a big world out there. And that's just on the surface, right? When you start to think about the future of unmanned aircraft, so drones, sure. and then you, you sort of enter another dimension entirely. And there's a lot of work going on around air taxis and the ability to go from one building to another and literally rise above congestion. So it is a super exciting time to be in transportation. It, it's probably a bit overwhelming, but very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Being in this role, you're the second woman to hold this title of Secretary of Transportation here in Kansas. What impact do you think that has in terms of considering more women for leadership roles within the state? You know, I know it's your freshman year, you're just getting your feet wet, but you've been here for a while. So I think that speaks to mentorship, the Mm -hmm. importance of mentorship. My mentor was Deb Miller, along with a couple of other women across my career. And I would like to think that I'm able to sort of give back and yeah. mentor other young women and be a model for how your how your career can bounce in and out and up and around. It isn't always necessarily just a straight line. And I think women in particular, if they can see the opportunities that may not be as obvious, mm-hmm. that will give them an opportunity to grow their careers in ways that they hadn't imagined. And so you sort of have to be looking out for What's the next opportunity, mm-hmm. but not fully engage in the moment? So it's a, it's important to balance. It's, yeah. it's keeping your eye on the prize in front of you, but also having your sights Thinking set about on. what's next. Yeah, for sure. Are you currently mentoring anyone? Oh, or certainly yeah. not in a formal sense, but several women. Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's fantastic. We do have a mentoring program through Women of Asphalt that we're in the development stages of. So I'm sure as we... Not to put one more thing on your plate, but I'm sure we'd like to, you know, pick your brain a little bit on such a, a high level uh, as we're trying to uh, engage women in all levels of the asphalt industry. Absolutely. But, but and I think formal programs are very important. Just people are different, right? And mm-hmm. so someone may be very comfortable in saying, would, you know, would you help me out? Would you mentor me along? Other people are not comfortable in making the ask, but if sure. there's a program that's available that can facilitate some of that initial getting the ball rolling, mm-hmm. that's so important. And then dynamics will just take over. Yeah. But sometimes people just need a little help or a platform from which to work. They do. We set up a, a LinkedIn page last year, a Women of Asphalt LinkedIn page, and our primary goal with that was to be able to connect women. A woman like you with, you know, maybe someone who's just entering the industry that's mm-hmm. more in an entry-level position. I know when I was first starting out years ago, the idea of picking up the phone and calling a secretary of transportation to say, I'd like to, to chat with you or anyone in a senior position, that seemed a little bit daunting. So we were hoping that with this Women of Asphalt LinkedIn group that it would, you know, kind yes. of break down some of the barriers so that these women can reach out, you know, maybe just through an informal conversation and that might lead to a coffee, that might lead to, maybe I'm not in a position to be mentoring you right now, but I know someone I think would be a good fit for you and and to promote and encourage and help these other women. And you know what? I would also flip the way you view that. So women who are in more senior leadership roles, every time I sit down and they ask me a couple of questions, it's an opportunity for me to sort of reflect on whatever it is I'm talking about, right? And it's through that reflection you can help crystallize your message and you realize, oh, that's actually a helpful thing maybe to put into a short video message to other employees or whatever. So there's benefits to the mentor as well as the mentee. 
And I would encourage you to think about how you help your mentors think about that because they get something out of that equation too. We're just approaching our two year mark with Women of Asphalt and it has been the ride of our life so far. I can tell you the five of us ladies that are the founding members, we have poured our heart and soul into this and we're figuring out as, as we go along. And a big part of that is talking to other women and finding out you know, what has worked for them, what they need, and just kind of finding a way to put it all together. One bit of advice I'd have for anyone, yeah. be a lifelong learner. We are in such a time of transformation in transportation. There's an accelerating rate of change. And if you're not investing in yourself personally, so I was working on a project previous to this one when I was at, at a consultancy, and I literally spent a weekend on the couch reading all about the future of transportation. And what I realized was by investing about 12 hours of reading, I was able to leapfrog over lots of my colleagues just because I had more facts and figures and ideas at my disposal. Mm -hmm. So certainly personal conversations are important, but if you're not, if you do not take the initiative to invest in yourself and your own personal learning, you are mm -hmm. shortchanging yourself. That is fantastic advice, and I think all the ladies that are listening to this, and the men, because we do have men that actively engage with Women of Asphalt, which we certainly appreciate their support. I think that's great advice for all of those listening, for all of us. Um, yeah, it's all about moving forward. It's, it's about continuing to grow and learn, and because you never know. One day you might have the opportunity to be the next Secretary right. of Transportation. <laughs> you know, on that note, we mentioned that there's 50 Secretaries of Transportation. Of those, there are, is it 13 or 14 women mm -hmm. that are right. doing this? Have all of you ladies had a chance to get together? Is there anything going on behind the scenes with the female leadership? So when we get together at AASHTO, uh -huh. so that's our national association, we usually find time to talk. You do? Yes. So years ago when I got in this industry, and it became very apparent that it was you know, 96, 97% men, we were talking about some pavement preservation techniques. These men, they put up a slide to illustrate the point of you vaccinate your baby to prevent it from getting disease. And this was at a pavement preservation conference. And to me, that was my light bulb moment because I was standing in the back of the room and I looked and saw 400 men and just a handful of women. And I thought, because men are the ones that are building and designing the roads, historically, the vast majority mm -hmm. of the engineers are, if that's why the roads are in the shape that they are right now. And I say this because I think of when we're teenagers, we start going for yearly exams and we tend to do that our entire life where when a man goes to the doctor, it's generally when he feels like he's got an <laughs> elephant sitting on his chest and he goes in and finds out he needs a quadruple bypass. But I thought how that role plays. You know, women, we have preservation treatments, i.e. Botox and <laughs> hair color. And, you know, and I, and I just wonder when it comes to our infrastructure and to our roads, if there's a part of a woman's perception about how to build and maintain these roads versus a man, if, if that... You know, oh, I've never thought of it that way. I've never thought of it that way. What I would encourage people to think about, though, is the only way anyone is successful in this role is with a team. Absolutely. And that is not a male thing or a female thing. That is just life. And so mm -hmm. the soft skills, which are coaching and to paint a vision and to articulate a vision and those sorts of things are so important to success. And so I would encourage women or men, if someone's sort of in a negative sort of connotation says, well, those are soft skills. Those are the skills that will separate you 
in terms of long-term success. For sure, you can get to the answer, but it, sometimes it's the way you get there. It's, you know, yes. the, the, are you bringing people along? Absolutely. During transformational change, mm -hmm. if people don't understand the goalpost is moving mm -hmm. and that they need to get on board, yeah, and understand why you're moving the goalpost. If they don't understand the why of the change, you're not going to bring them along. And ultimately, and it is true in in government in these roles. You either bring people along and you're successful, or they just wait till you leave. That's true. And so, yeah. I just think that we have to be really cognizant of the language we use and our ability to bring folks along so that we can be successful and so that the organization can be successful, so that your administration is successful, and most importantly, so that your citizens are successful. That's why we're here. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you bringing everyone into the fold. Having someone that you admire, it makes it a lot more fun to do your job, to come to work every yes. day. And when you want to follow in that person's steps mm -hmm. and, and lead them, you know, and, and all those qualities you said, I think are so important. I think sometimes, you know, you get people into these positions that, you know, they're gonna rule with a, a hard fist, and men or women for that matter, and it makes it hard to get behind, but just. I'd like to say a word about collaboration, mm -hmm. which I think is so important, is about getting people in the room, listening, to all the ideas and from those ideas picking the best and cobbling something together right mm -hmm. that does not mean you're trying to make everybody happy no nor does it mean you won't make a decision nor does it mean you're going to necessarily amalgamate something from everybody so that you end up with some frankenstein solution but everybody feels good because part of their solution yeah. got picked no it's just hubris to think you are the only one with good ideas listen put together the best one make the decision and go that in the long run is so much stronger than ruling with an iron fist because who has the best idea every single day? Yeah. Impossible. It's sticking with the theme of diverse workforce and, and talking about KDOT, you had mentioned to me a program that you had started. Oh, let me tell you about yeah. Magic Camp. It yeah. is Magic Camp. It's okay. so cool. And really hats off to Doria Watson, who has led this program for a couple of years now at KDOT. It's called Mentoring a Girl in Construction. So that's the acronym is MAGIC. And we introduce high school girls who are ages like 14 and older to trade skill occupations like carpentry and safety and electrical and highway construction. And we literally bring these girls in, we'll spend a week with them, and we introduce them to all aspects of engineering and construction. They even get a pink hard hat at the end of it. So these, these girls are coming here to the KDOT so, and we. They have come here, sometimes we go out in the community. It's a week-long orientation to transportation. What I love about this program is it not only opens their eyes to occupations and transportation, which is really important, but many of these girls are in at-risk situations. Mm -hmm. It opens their eyes to the possibility of a better life. And what more could you ask to do than to have an opportunity to really help a young woman who may be a flight risk or who doesn't necessarily even have enough to eat outside of school? And it is a very powerful program, and we are we are very proud of it. And Doria does a fantastic job, and it is an exhausting week for her because oh, she's not only imagine. introducing the concepts of transportation, but she is doing a lot of coaching yeah. and counseling along the way in a big-hearted way that is, I think, just a beacon of positivity in these girls' lives. And how old are the girls that are participating They're in the program? They're 14 and older, so they have to be older. in high school. Okay. And are you doing this once a summer, or are you doing this a couple we do times? This year we did three camps this summer. Three camps. 
Wow, that you know, it's a powerful program. What an opportunity, though, to, to come and see something that you wouldn't normally have a chance to experience. If you know, if you didn't have a family member say that was in this industry, these girls probably never would have thought of coming into this industry. Sure. Right, right. And we certainly do things like STEM camps and other mm -hmm. sorts of things, but this is a fairly unique program and is really meaningful to the girls who go through it. That is wonderful. And I would put a plug in for public service in general. You yeah. know, that is, we are here to make people's lives better. People in the industry may not always see it that way or see mm -hmm. the connection, but that public service is about making a better state or a better country. And this is a, a fantastic example of Doria's passion playing out in a way mm -hmm. that is net helpful not just to the industry, but to these girls in our state. I think it's an awesome program. Have any of the other states around you, have you talked to any of the, of the other, maybe secretaries of transportation? Do, do they have programs like that, or are so, you sharing your ideas with so them? So USDOT is looking into this program to yeah. share it with others. So I don't have a specific answer, but yeah. uh, I'm sure there are some other programs, but I'm not aware of one that's exactly like this. After we publish this podcast, your phone might start ringing. <laughs> you might. It's super we, cool. Yeah. It's just, it's an opportunity to, to impact young girls' lives, introduce them to transportation and construction. You walk away having gotten so much from that experience, too. Yeah. We, well, I, I speak on behalf of the, my other founding members of Women of Asphalt, and we would certainly love to explore that a little bit more with you and find out how Women of Asphalt could help participate, support those efforts. I think that's a wonderful idea. Right. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be following up yes. on that as well. For let's talk a little bit about women coming into this industry, transitioning from from these younger girls. So if, if a woman is, you know, graduating from high school, regardless if she's going to college or not, why would you tell a woman it would be a good move for her to think about a life in the transportation industry? That's a really good question. <laughs> That's a good question. To, <laughs> but I think it's very much like uh, Governor Kelly's question: Why transportation? Yeah. And it, I go back to that answer because it's about much more than roads and bridges. Roads and bridges are critical without question and need to be well maintained. Mm -hmm. But we are in a period of transformation. Yeah. And as we look to driverless cars and flying taxis, automated intelligence and artificial intelligence, there are so many opportunities. Whether mm -hmm. you want to work on a neighborhood scale and you want to think about bike and pedestrian safety, yeah. or you want to work on an international scale, and you think about what impact will 3D printers have on our transportation network. People have to move goods and information. Transportation is at the hub of how people live their lives. One of the things that we're trying to promote within Women of Asphalt is to also remind people that going into the construction industry, going into transportation doesn't mean paving a road. You need to be marketing, you need IT, you know, there are- Chemis Chemistry. Chemistry, there's so many things that have nothing to do with putting down, whether it's asphalt or concrete pavement, you know, in transportation. Right. There's so many things you can do that you can be part that of this industry. industry. Absolutely, I would just say it's that broad view. So when you think like, welcome to the hub of transportation, yeah. but having a really broad view and being open to, maybe I'm gonna start in, chemistry and then I will bounce over and transportation largely is about solving problems mm -hmm. so if you like to solve problems and you like people you're at the hub you're spot on what you're sharing with with our listeners is um, and again especially to these women maybe entering this industry or have been in it for a few years and they want to take it to the next level what we found is they're not really sure how to get 
from A to B to C. I think it's easier in part for their male counterparts because the industry is largely male workforce. And by nature, I think we gravitate towards people that look like us, you know? So if there's an opening, Bill's gonna say, hey, John, why don't you apply for this job? Well, did you ask Sue? You know, she might be interested as well. And so we're trying to open the eyes of people in leadership positions in the company also to maybe think outside the box when they have a position to fill mm-hmm. and, and talk to, you know, talk to the woman who's maybe, you know, on your accounting team. She might wanna be in a sales role. I think every leader should ask themselves, does this group, does it generally represent the population? Because to have good holistic solutions, you need to have had good holistic input. So one of the things we, I wanted to talk to you about was the diversity here at KDOT. Mm-hmm. Are there any systems in place or things that you have on the horizon for maybe increasing diversity? Um, we have everything from the Magic Camp you know, which is like at the very beginning of the pipeline to try to introduce transportation, particularly to at-risk females, mm-hmm. all the way up through the standard, you know, DBE sorts of programs that have long-standing tradition to some of the work then that we're doing, jobs for adult graduates in the Construction Career Expo. We have a minority recruiter. Those areas all receive special focus, and I see Doria once a month to find out what we're doing and to place emphasis on programs for recruiting diversity actually in communities as opposed to expecting people to come to us via web posting. Mm -hmm. We try to get out into the community. I love that. I see circling back with you, uh, you know, in the coming year as Women of Asphalt is expanding and growing and our outreach efforts, picking your brain a little bit and seeing the things that have worked and again, how we can partner up with you over here. I know we've uh, gone a little bit long on our time today, but I certainly appreciate it. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about today would just I would encourage your listeners to give back that's so important if all you are doing is looking forward for what's your next path you may continue to move forward but it will not be as full a life as if you are thinking about how to give back so whether you're gonna mentor a person or two or you decide to help with a magic camp your life will be fuller when you're giving back a bit and if you're giving back to women you are exponentially increasing the value of what you are giving back. Well, thank you so much. It has been such an honor to uh, spend some time with you this morning. I really appreciate you sharing your background and sharing some advice and some encouragement and letting us know the great things that are happening here in Kansas. I just want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. We ride these roads from coast to coast with highway signs as our guideposts. This podcast presentation was brought to you by Blackledge Emulsions.